0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Truly Your VA podcast with Janice, the business podcast to connect, collaborate, and engage with other entrepreneurs and have these meaningful connections that really can take your second act to the next level. And obviously, that's kind of a sign in or a push forward to obviously introduce my amazing guest. First, I will say, you know, she is what I lovingly refer to as a repeat offender. Previously on my podcast on uh, back on October 13, Shannon is a business coach and podcast host and really first class act because she works with women with their second act success. Welcome back to the Truly Your podcast, Shannon. I'm so excited to have you back on.
1: Thank you, Janice. I always love chatting with you, so I'm very excited to be here.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> excuse me. You know, when we had our initial pod, your initial podcast, you know, we chatted about so many things. And I think you know, on so many different levels, we only just really scratch at the surface. And of course, I love re-listening to um, my podcast that I have with guests that come on a second time, because it really gives me a better insight of the questions I am going to ask. And I thought, what there are so many things that stood out to me. And the first thing that stood out to me was confidence. And as I shared with you, there I go again, right? As I shared with you, oh, here we go again, you know, because unfortunately I have this coughing issue, but I have the confidence to show up because I am so passionate about what I do. I will have a disclaimer with that and say, you know, and I've said this to many people that I still get that fraidy scared kind of feeling when I go live on my Um, by myself for whatever reason. So confidence, what do you think is the backdrop of confidence? And in other words, how can one, especially when they want to market themselves on social media, what are some really good strategies that they can just like kind of chill out and say, okay, let's do this. Like, what are some great strategies that you coach your um, clients with.
1: I say it is to really kind of take those few minutes to look inward and not look at what everyone else is doing but sit with yourself and think about, okay, what do I wanna to share today on social? Because it's so easy to look at everyone else and mimic it or try to think that you have to do this crazy reel or these stories. But maybe it's just something that happened while you were driving the kids to school this morning that you wanna share with your followers. So I think it's taking a few minutes, whether it's the morning or the evening to kind of think about your day, think about the day before, think about the day ahead and think about you and your life, what's working in your career, um, maybe an example of what's happened with a client or a customer, and then use that to reach out to your audience on social because then it's a lot more authentic it's a lot more real. And that really is what people want to see. Um, and you can not even plan those things. I, I Just as an example, I posted something silly of my little boy during Bring Your Kids to Work Day. And he wanted to record something for the podcast. And it was so cute to me that I actually added it to the beginning of my last episode. And then I just took a little clip and I aired it and just put it on, on social yesterday. And so many people just were smiling and commenting on it. And that has nothing to do with what I do. But it was just something so silly that I was like, let me just put it out there. And it just, you could tell that it resonated with people because I got more comments and likes from that little post of my son. And that was something real. And people might look now and say, oh, I didn't realize she's a mom too. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so I think it's just having confidence to, be vulnerable with yourself and, and put out a little bit more of what's important to you.
0: And I think that's a great tip because, you know, especially when you hear the word real mm-hmm. and I'm not talking Instagram reels yeah. or mm-hmm. Facebook story, whatever that may be, but being real, being, being vulnerable to your audience, um, you know, as I shared, you know, the cough thing, I've shared, you know, obviously, you know, about my son. And by the way, everyone, he's doing well. And I always like want to make sure that I say that I am truly blessed and grateful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, being real with yourself, being vulnerable to open yourself up to others, because I think when they see the authenticity of showing yourself in a way that maybe resonate may resonate with, you know, who knows out there, maybe someone's on a bad day. They see you post whatever it may be. And they're like, wow, you know, if that person can show up, I certainly can do that. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, and you know, more than you think you do, like, you don't have to have this brilliant, you know, quote that you came up with on your own. It can just be something like so simple, like, cause Janice, you and I have bad days and it's okay mm-hmm. to just, turn on the camera if we're feeling like it and saying, I'm having a rough day, like things are not going as planned. And I think a lot more people do connect to that than everything being perfect, our hair and makeup done and everything, you know, it's, I don't know, at least that's what I look for when I'm trying to follow people or get inspiration. It's people that I I think are more like me.
0: Mm, I love that. And you know, I was, it just brought me back to when we were recording back in October and you know I freely share what's happening around me um I didn't really go into details that day um, but when I look back at what happened I mean I think definitely I was a tad frazzled I'm not gonna lie like really this is happening right now as I'm doing live podcasts I am a live podcaster and things do happen. And I will just share with everyone right now. um, My office is downstairs on the other end, um, kitchen bathroom. And the bathroom was having issues where things were just, let's say, going flowing places. And I'll just kind of leave it at that. And I'm like, OMG. And when I listened to the sign off, I was... I was actually kind of cracking up because I hear a little bit in my voice. But I'm like, well, whatever, you know, what am I going to (laughs) do? What what am I going to do?
1: Yeah, you couldn't do anything in that moment. But, you know, yeah, you can. It's funny that because I remember that conversation too. (laughs) Um, So that's funny that you can reflect back and realize that you pushed through. You did the podcast, you got it out, and then you dealt with your home stuff afterward.
0: Right, exactly. And, you know, I think it also goes back to, um, you know, no matter how perfect we plan our days, imperfect things and unexpected things can happen. And I think a way around that is to pivot in such a way where you're gentle and kind with yourself and acknowledge that fact to say, well okay, um, yeah, I got to cut this one short, but, you know, we're going to get it done. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for, you know, really sharing a lot of insight into that. The last time we chatted to, we were also talking about skills. And before we hit the uh, record button today, I was kind of explaining to you where I was in my journey and I think it's really interesting when we sit down and write down all of our skills, what stuck out, um, what pointed out to me was the non-negotiables. Like I, you can write, like have a page, you know, a list of things that I'm, I'm good at all these things. I am damn good at all these things and you can own them but there have to be non-negotiables. Would you say in reference to that, along with doing your, as you're coinciding, doing your list, you really should also at the same time, perhaps be writing a list for your non-negotiables.
1: Yes, absolutely, Janice. And I feel like, especially for someone who's in a position of changing careers, starting a business, making a you know, drastic, but I don't want to, not in a scary way, change, you don't want to change and find yourself in the same position that you're in currently that you're trying to get away from. So listing those skills and then listing the non-negotiables as we explained is, is, okay, well, I do have little kids and I need to be finished with work at three o'clock so I can pick them up for the bus. Or I need weekends free because I help out an elderly parent, whatever it might be. So when looking at your skills and looking at these non-negotiables, now you can pair it with how you're going to grow your business, how you're going to change careers and find a job that fits you better. And you want to cross-reference those and make sure that you might see this job that is perfect for you and you have all the skills, but those are long hours. That's travel. That's things that just don't fit into your lifestyle at this moment. And really, like you said, just going back and having that parallel list right next to each other That you can figure out something that's going to fit because you can have all the skills in the world, but you need to fit it in your life now because in making a second act, you want that second act to be something that just fills you up, that you are so happy about because you are taking these steps for change. And it can be a little bit, you know, scary at first. And so you want to feel super confident in that change and knowing that it's going to fit your life. So I love that you brought that up.
0: Um well thank you for sharing that and you're welcome. And I'm really curious to know more about your second act because when when you're in that co- coaching women that is relatable. What would you say is one of the things that sticks out to you perhaps you meet with someone and you can see them perhaps um how do I explain it? A couple things back to where you were. Mm -hmm. And they look at you to see where you are. Like, what is one thing that you have learned about your second act success?
1: That's such a good question because just lately I've gotten a couple of small business clients, um, small business owners as clients who you know, I, I coach women, and then I also have another franchise business that I own at the same time. And these couple of um, clients that I have now want to grow their small business like my small business, my franchise business. And so I've really been able to look back at how much I've grown in, the, in that business to really take those skills and help them. So it's been really interesting for me to reexamine my path as well. Um, and I think it goes back to just, having that confidence, and being proactive about the journey. So, you know, you start off with opening a business, changing a career, maybe a few levels below where you were previously, and you see that there's going to be work. You see that there's going to be time to invest before maybe you get the same pay that you're used to before you, especially starting a business, it's going to take some time to really earn what you feel like you deserve. And so, it, it brings back that confidence of knowing like, okay, I can get there. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next year, but I can see where I'm going to achieve that ultimate goal. And then being proactive. I was just reading last night, actually, rereading um the seven habits of highly effective people, the Stephen Covey book. And the first section is being proactive. And so that's fresh on my mind about, You know, when you have a goal, you need to be proactive because no one else is going to be proactive to get you to move. So it's instilling in people that you want to have that confidence, sure, but to be proactive about it. What can you do because that perfect customer, that perfect client's not going to land in your lap. Even when you're looking for a new job, that job's not going to land in your lap unless you are proactive Mm
0: -hmm. in knowing
1: your skills, knowing your non-negotiables. And taking those steps and really fighting for yourself to get yourself to where you want to be. So I think really staying proactive and and what else can I do that's outside of the box is something I try to instill in all of my clients, whether they're small business or looking for a new career.
0: Mm-hmm. And the proactive thing really, I think it boils down to too that the being proactive helps you establish that foundation. It, it helps you. Establish and and put into place those boundaries that you have for your non-negotiables.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I think so. And it's and it's just making. I think it comes down to just it all kind of works together, right? Like as you're sitting here going, well, okay, I know what I'm good at. I know what I want okay, universe, bring it to me. You know, sometimes that can happen. It might take a long time, but being proactive and like, okay, who do I know in my network? You know, you and I were just talking about like someone I can connect you with, Janice, and get you work and et cetera. So, you know, be proactive. Think about how can I help other people and how can I help myself? Who can I reach out to? Maybe there's a course or a, a quick online workshop I can take that's going to give me a couple extra skills to give me that confidence to move forward. So really, yeah, being proactive and you control your journey and how fast you'll move to get where you want to go.
0: Right. And I think, you know, we all we're here, we all want to be there, like, you know, overnight. Mm-hmm. But there are steps to take to get there. And whether that be um, you know, establishing how and what you are going to put on social media and maybe it's maybe it's something as simple as far as social media goes maybe from um 10 to 11 like after you've gotten the kids to school um and you're going through email that that is the time you focus on social media and and if you have to perhaps maybe you know, I set the alarm on my um, cell phone, like, okay, I'm working on this from this time to this time. And it kind of helps you um, stay on task. And it almost reminds me of, and please correct me if I'm wrong, of the pompadora method, where you set a timer for a specific amount of time. Yeah.
1: And um, I actually have here, I don't know, everyone can see it but i have a clock kind of like that that um it has ah. a 5 minute 10 you know and you just flip it and then it'll so you, so anyway i just use that but you can use your phone too and i think it's true because it's it's also knowing that okay if i set this for 20 minutes 15 minutes whatever i get done in that time is enough because i have something else coming up and so you're not harping on yourself and then all of a sudden your day goes away and you're you're saying what did i what did i accomplish so i love that you said like from 10 to 11 is where I concentrate on social media, and then that's my social media time. Now I'm on to the next task, and you know that better than anyone. You know, in the VA world, I'm sure is really sure. really scheduled out, but I think that helps a lot in just knowing that okay, you can check the box. I'm a big check it off the list person. So okay, great. I tr- I did a little bit of social media today. I wrote a blog today. I you know cleared up my inbox, whatever it is, and you have those times set. You get to um, spend that time, check it off, and then you can do the rest tomorrow. And then you feel accomplished, even if it's a little bit.
0: You know, that that is so great because it made me think of this uh, newscast that I saw. I think it was last week. And the hosts were, you know, as far as email goes, were chatting about their email inboxes and how they never checked them. So they were all, and they were all there. And I love that they shared this. They were all very raw and vulnerable. And one was like, oh, uh, holy crap. I didn't realize my inbox is up to, is over 20,000 now. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, what do you, have you, first of all, have you had any clients that have, excuse me, been so overwhelmed with email? That their inboxes are just like exploding. What are some tips that you've um, that you share with your clients as far as emails? Because it's almost like getting a phone call, like getting a phone message. You want to make sure that you respond in a in a really reasonable amount of time.
1: Oh yeah. I have not had anyone say that they've had 20,000 emails in their inbox, but that gives me anxiety just thinking about it because I know that in one of my emails and I have two businesses, so there's a lot to track, but the one, as you know, um, but the one I know I definitely need to go through and it gives me stress knowing that I need to go through it. I make sure that the ones I need to respond to, but we get so many emails that also have so much pertinent, content that can help us in our businesses or in our lives that I leave in my inbox to go back and read that blog post article or read this post that maybe you sent out on your newsletter Janice and you know so there is a lot to go through so what I always suggest is I I'm an email first thing in the morning person so I do say that to a lot of people a lot of people all right not a lot but some people don't like that because they feel like they can get down the rabbit hole but I feel like if I sit there and I kind of go through any important emails in that first hour or so of my morning while I'm drinking my tea or whatever, I can go through it and I can know that I've responded to to everyone. Because what I tell my clients is those responses, those are business, you know, like those are connections, those are business, those are um, potential clients or customers. So to me, it's very important to respond to people in a very timely manner, like you said. And I always say, that um, on my other business, I have a message that pops up that I will get back to you within 24 to 48 hours um, because that business is not my full focus anymore. But I want people to know that I will get back to them. So that is something that you can do if you're in this process, if you have a lot of emails and you need to go through and really catch up, maybe put an out of office on there that says that. So everyone will say, okay. But I mean, you and I both know like when someone doesn't get back to you, I mean, that. It, you, sometimes you take it personal or sometimes you say, okay, they're not interested or um, or out of sight, out of mind, right? If there's someone that you're thinking about working with or you're getting back to and they don't respond, you're thinking, okay, well, I'll move on to someone else. So I think you're leaving money on the table, opportunities on the table by not responding. So maybe it's what Janice and I said, just taking that few minutes in the morning to work
0: yeah, on it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, because I know, you know, so many people get wrapped up with different things. Like for instance, when I'm uploading a podcast, whatever, and there's that lag time, you know, the first thing I do is as I'm sitting at my computer and waiting is I will go to all my different email addresses. And yes, I do have a few. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, I do. But, um, you know, make sure, I, you know, I've responded to everything or, you know, you could put a flag or, you know, start to make sure that you go back to it. And that really helps you to kind of stay focused Yeah. yeah. on the task at hand. Wow. The next thing I want to um, chat about, oh my gosh, there's so many things. What do you think is one thing that may stop or that you've heard from your clients that kind of stops them dead in their tracks? Like uh, whether it probably all stems back to confidence for sure. The fear of, for instance, getting on a discovery call with a potential client. What are some strategies that you can share with us?
1: Sure. So when one of my clients has a discovery call with one of theirs, yeah, I think it's to go in with little expectation as far as, oh, I have to book that person and more about getting to know them and having them get to know you. So I think it's a little bit of a mind shift change to say, um, okay, well, I'm going to get on there. I want to learn if they are the right client for me and vice versa and offering to help because sometimes I've had clients who say, well, I don't want to give my secrets away in the discovery call and I don't want to offer too much. Whereas I come kind of from the other camp where if I'm willing to help you and you have like a mini breakthrough or you learn a little something from our, you know, 30 minutes together, then that to me is helping you. And that just makes my services that much more valuable to you. Maybe not now, maybe down the road, but you're going, I think that that person on the other end of the discovery call is going to say, wow, like. I walked away, I know who they are, and you're going to remember that you learned something from them. Um, Hmm. So to not realize, not look at it like you're, like you have to close, you have to close, and you, you know, putting all this pressure on yourself, that it should be more about that connection.
0: Oh, definitely the connection factor. And, you know, I've had, and we've chatted about this before on and off camera, but, you know, it just goes back to, for instance the communication whether it's on a discovery call or through social media and I, when i've been on discovery calls i mean i love sharing my value on, on what i can offer to offer a potential client and for, for me it's about the connection always the connection first and but engaging and not just hearing what a potential client may say, but listening, and I think the same goes for those DMs that we all get through social media, and there have been, and it seems to go in spurts, I don't know if that's true for you, but, you know, you connect with someone, whether it's a friend request, a friend request, and you see that you have, you know, some common people, um, you know, with each other, And some of the people that I know very well, obviously some that I don't, it's just impossible to know everyone who's on a more personal level on on your friends list. And I think it comes off to some as real spammy, like you accept the request and, hey, I got this great program, you know, this course I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. I want to connect with someone, say, hey, thank you so much for accepting my friend request. I can't wait to learn more about you. You know, how about, you know, if you have any time, like, tell me more about what you do. Connect, a connection.
1: Yeah. And then follow them and you get to learn about them. And you're, to me, it's all about like supporting people, even if it's a like or a comment here, you know, very, be genuine, but like, just, yeah, have that connection and maybe six months from now, that person will come back and say, you know what, I have someone to refer you to, or I could use your services. But yeah, having that more real, bringing it back to that real kind of connection, instead of this is who I am. And this is what I do and blah, 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 because that is not who you are. You know, you don't want to come off like, um... and same thing as if you're talking with someone on a discovery call, and then you don't hear back from them. And you're like, oh, I guess they're not interested well you know what you can send a dm still follow them on social have that connection and it can be down the road where they reach back out to you so don't just unfriend them and you know if you don't hear anything you don't but same thing to those people just write back and say thank you so much i'm looking forward to staying in touch and i'll you know it's always nice to just send a thank you no matter what (laughs) thank you and a hello it's so easy
0: It really is. It's easy, but it's about the, (laughs) excuse me, it's about the genuine attachment to them. Right. Because we never, we never know what someone else is going through. And I think if we just kind of took a step back and for instance, you were referring to like, when you have a discovery call and you haven't heard back, you know, (laughs) you know, maybe I know For instance, I've reached out and said, just thinking of you um, and want to know if you're okay, um, and just keep it very basic and simple, because I think I appreciate when somebody does that, when they reach out and say, hey, haven't heard from you.
1: Exactly. And there's actually a new client that I'm onboarding that was the same thing. There was probably a month or so in between our call and Things were going on in her personal life. And then she was like, okay, great. I'm ready to get started. And, you know, it was like that imposter syndrome of like, oh, you know, I was taking it personal and here we are working together. So it's, you just have, it's, everyone's got their own timing. And like you said, things that are going on in their personal life. And if they like you, when they're ready, they will book with
0: you. That is so true because again, you've had that connection, you've established it. They know what you're capable of. They've seen what you do. and But more importantly, too, how you do it, mm-hmm. how you proceed in your business and right. just establish and maintain that connection.
1: Yeah, that's the most
0: important. And it doesn't have to be salesy. No, <laughs> not at all. What is one thing about when you are on? as we've chatted about, you know, on that connection call or discovery call, and someone wants to book with you right away. Okay, yeah, I'm signing up right now. Have you ever come across where you notice, for instance, because somebody asked me this last week, which made me think of it, that there was a disconnect. Maybe it wasn't on their end, but it was on your end. And I thought that that was a real interesting question. Like how, have you ever run across that? And how did you handle it?
1: I've run across it, but it's been someone who was kind of a warm lead or a referral where I don't think that was as, you know, surprising because that person knew who I was, maybe we followed each other on social, um, I can't quite remember the one instance I'm thinking of, but I think I like to think that that person did their research ahead of time. And then that discovery call was them solidifying their decision with you. But I think what, what you're asking too, like if that ever happens and you don't feel that connection with that person, is that what you're saying? Like kind of not as sure. And you're like, wow, either they're very, very eager for the change and the help and the the services that you can provide. Um, But I think the best thing you can do is say, great, I'm going to send over my information, look it all over, let me know if you have questions. And then maybe by sending it over, if they have more questions, if they want to get to know you better, they'll, they'll do it then. But, but yeah, I mean, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe they've done their research prior, because if I'm ever doing that, I'm definitely looking that person up online. I'm going to listen to any podcast episodes and, and do my research ahead of time. Um, And sometimes When you know, you know, you know, if you get a referral from someone, um, that's good enough for me, depending on who it comes
0: from. Right. Right. And, you know, great point there, by the way. And I think too, especially with connecting with different, um, (laughs) and potential clients, like for instance, when I do my, um, you know, podcasts, if I see somebody who is a potential guest or somebody who's filled out the guest registrations before I even contact them, I will go through, kind of do like a little vetting pro- process because I want to learn about the person, but I also want them to learn about me. So for instance, you know, I was in this Facebook group this morning and there were two people actually I responded to in the group one was for the two sisters and one was for the stories podcast and i keep it very simple i'm like this you know i look briefly looked at you know what they're doing on social media they'll they, they are going to be a good fit i know but let me just send a blanket you know response in the comments I'm like hey i think you would be great fit for this um this is what i do if you're interested please feel free to check out my r- website and register as a guest but there have been so many i want to say aggressive type of comments for different things and what i have learned and discovered and you know what i'm going to be 61 in a couple weeks and i'm still learning with different things right Mm -hmm. but really what i have learned and discovered is sometimes i think we have to take a step back and kind of say you know what I'm either going to respond or I'm not going to respond. And I think the same thing goes with as we were talking about before with the DMs. And for me that works. And then of course I have a pre podcast chit chat. Not a lot of people do that. Um but for me <laughs> I want to make sure ultimately it's a good fit. And there's actually only been one time where after I've met with the person and honestly, I was not feeling it. Mm. And I knew that I had to hit it head on, never came across this before. And I'm almost at between the three podcasts, I'm almost at 800 episodes. And (laughs) so one time at 800, I think it's pretty good. But, you know, I wanted to be um, upfront. I wanted to be raw. um, But I also wanted to be Wanted to be totally honest and you know once I said that the person like went back in their chairs and like said I'm so glad that you said that because I don't think we are a good good fit and we were we both laughed
1: I bet oh wow
0: in fact, he said to me wow he says it it took a lot of courage for you to say I don't think you're a good fit for this but we appreciate appreciated each other's honesty. Now I'm not, I don't want to ever go through that again. That was hard to do that, but I think it's a lesson.
1: Oh yeah. And that you aren't, um, desperate for guests. You're not going to talk to anyone. I think that shows a lot about your podcast and, and what, how you vet people too, Janice, because there's probably a lot of people out there that will take anyone to talk to and put a twist on it to make it fit. But I like that you knew who you were looking for and um, you went with your gut. That's women's intuition right there.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. And boy, we are good at that for sure. Uh, What would you say is on the horizon for second access? Like, is there a particular goal you have for your business?
1: I am really hoping to just get more one-on-one clients to really see the progression because it's excited me so much to see progression in my current clients already. Um, I am relaunching my course again in the fall so I'm excited to do that and I took feedback from my first session of students to um, kind of revamp it and I'm excited about that and then from there I'm actually starting to do some speaking engagements or put myself out there I guess to do that to really um, speak in front of more people and I want to write a book within the next year. So yeah, lots of different things coming about, I hope. Following in your footsteps, Janice, with all of (laughs) (laughs) things.
0: Oh my gosh. You know, and yes, I am still in the process of writing my book. And the funny thing about that, you know, obviously I'm happy to share this with you, is actually one of my guests on the stories podcast or book is in here somewhere. And we were talking about, we had to reschedule our podcast. She had something going on and we were talking about our books and she says, Hey, by the way, and I thought this was perfect. She says, what are you doing about your book? I, you know, you kind of mentioned the casualty. And I said, honestly, I've been, I've been dragging my feet. Yeah. So she's like, well, we should be accountability partners," And like, just out of a very simple conversation. So I will text her. She'll tell Text me. You never know the connections you are going to make and what meaning and depth that can bring in your life.
1: Yeah. And now you can add that to your list every day. It's funny. I guessed it on a podcast last week, and the podcast host put me on the spot and said, Okay, well, why have you not worked more on it? And I said, Well, I'm running two businesses and I have a podcast and two kids and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Those are excuses. I want you to email me 300 words by tomorrow. And can I tell you? He keeps emailing me and I'm like, I don't have the 300 words to share with you yet, but I know I need to do it. And now in talking to you, I feel like it's like a sign to make that part of my daily world. At least even if you don't get any words on the paper, you're thinking about it and it's in the forefront of your
0: mind. And I will share with you as she shared with me. 10 minutes. That's all I'm asking of you. Ten minutes. Just sit at your damn computer and start pounding words away and don't even think about it. Just start pounding the words yeah. away.
1: I love it. And I love writing. I know you love writing. So it's it's an easy task. It's just about fitting it into the day. I love it. I'm gonna do it. 10 minutes.
0: Awesome. I love that. And by the way, I am a nerd as far as you know writing goes. I I do obviously do love writing. What is, before we sign off, what is something that you love to do that you maybe perhaps never shared, whether it's knitting, you know, like what is your thing?
1: Um, It's funny because it is writing and it's not necessarily like the book I'm planning on writing is about, it's about second acts and successes, but I love young adult fiction, like young adult novels. I love like thrillers. And so I have several books that I've written pre-kids that um, not full books, but like ideas that I've flushed out a little bit here and there for that kind of genre. So like, I feel like down the road, that could be something that I'd want to do too. That's more in the fiction thriller, young adult kind of um, genre. So that's something that I don't share a lot.
0: Wow. I think that's amazing. And you know, stories that inspire us, the author series, I see your book on one of these stacks. <laughs> yep. Keep, be, keep, keep me accountable, Janice. Oh, I sure will. <laughs> and then where can our listeners and viewers connect with you further?
1: Everything is at Um, Right there, you can get links to how to work with me, links to my Second Act Success career podcast, um, my newsletter, all the good stuff. So secondactsuccess.co.
0: And by the way, her podcast is amazing. So please make sure you check out the Second Act su- Success podcast.
1: With Janice, Janice was on an episode as well. So.
0: Yes, I was. I was. And it was such an honor to be on. And, you know, I wanted to really thank you for the opportunity to get you on again so quickly. You truly are a gem in every sense of the word. First class act, Shannon Russell, second act, success, success co Thank you so much for being on today, Shannon.
1: Thank you so much, Janice. This is lovely.
0: You are so welcome. Remember, if you're an entrepreneur out there and you want to share your what you're doing in your business, or perhaps it's a different talent within your business, I would love to hear from you. Please go to the Truly Your BA website and register as a guest. My name is Janice Malolo, the host of Truly Your BA with Janice. Truly, truly. First Class Act. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day.